Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I'm joined once again, as usual, by Jansen Colburn, our digital content extraordinaire. Jansen, how are you, man? I'm good, Greg. Thanks for asking. <laughs> good, good. I feel like you were expecting me to say something else with, with that reaction. Um, yeah. I mean, no, it's good. It's, uh, you know, it's been a, an interesting week um, and then weekend around here, you know, covering Nebraska football. Like Nebraska didn't play, but as I was telling you kind of off pod before we got on here, it's been a busy time. <laughs> it feels like it feels like a lot of stuff has happened. Um, and so I'm excited to be back doing this today, um, even though, you know, Nebraska did on the field at least won the bye week, but there's been a lot of things brewing um, that have Husker fans concerned, and we're, we're going to dive into some of that today. All it took was one little bye week for the recruiting talk <laughs> to pick up a little bit. I know normally we've been, well, not normally, the past couple of weeks we've been doing a lot of team talk, and now we finally mm-hmm. got some actual recruits to talk about again. But the team talk's been good too, and I think it's definitely tied into recruiting in the big yeah, picture. For sure. But uh, right off the bat, the Interesting, buzzy news. Carter Nelson, the top player in the state of Nebraska, the top player in Nebraska's class. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took in a, is it an official visit? Unofficial. Unofficial, unofficial, unofficial. to Notre Dame. He was in South yeah. Bend, and that was quite the performance Notre Dame put on. So uh, we'll unpack all that. But first things first, should Nebraska fans be concerned? Man, this is so tough because, you know, I know Nebraska fans are going to want me to say, no, it was just a trip to see a really cool college football game and a, and a great, you know, one of the historic venues in college football. And you got to see a rivalry game and all of that. Uh, I think you got to be a little concerned. I am not ever of the mind that these visits mean nothing. I, I'm, I'm just not. Even if, you know, it's funny because you said you at the beginning, if it wasn't an unofficial, unofficial, it wasn't unofficial. And I think the reason that it's important, in my opinion, that it was an unofficial is because that basically means that it's on his dime, right? Official visits the school can pay for. There are ways now around that, you know, with NIL and all of that. Um, But let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's say the the sake of argument and what generally happens it was on his dime. Even if it wasn't on his dime, he could have said no and not gone out there as a committed player who's really one of the more important prospects that's committed to Matt Rule in Nebraska at the moment, right? Like, I think we, like, it probably is not something that factored into Carter's decision making on this, but you got to know that thing, this is going to blow up the second you show up on Notre Dame's campus, which is why it was kept very quiet um, that he was going to be there. Essentially, what I was told um, from everyone that had let me know that the visit was happening is that to kind of keep that quiet because Carter wants to keep it quiet. Um, he wanted to surprise the Notre Dame commits because they had all of their commitments from like 24 and 25 um, in the house find out he was going before he actually showed up i found out on saturday morning so (laughs) saturday morning when i was told um that he was going and so it's because of all that though all of the context of it the fact that notre dame had been recruiting him so hard the fact that we know that he has good relationships with their staff but not just their staff but also their commitments um and then we kind of know loosely the pitch and i reported this kind of over at inside nebraska the pitch i think is compelling for notre dame and i know that husker fans get upset about that because i heard it i've been hearing it all weekend long somebody accused me of working for Notre Dame for saying this, Um, but it is a a factual statement. Notre Dame's pitch to him is 
A, you're going to win a lot more here at, at Notre Dame than you are at Nebraska, because essentially what Nebraska is trying to get to seven or eight wins is Notre Dame's floor right now, right? That's as, as bad as it's going to get. And right now, that's like not really arguable, right? Number two, the part of the pitch is, is that Notre Dame has a good tradition of getting tight ends drafted, getting them ready to go play in the NFL. Like, and I know that there was, and that's a fact, and they use tight ends a lot more. And I know that there was a lot of pushback or has been from Nebraska fans about that saying, oh, well, those guys that have gone in the NFL from Notre Dame, like they're not like lighting the world on fire or anything like that. That doesn't matter at all. All that matters is, is they're getting them to the NFL. They're, right. And not only are they getting them, not they're getting them, them drafted. They go to the NFL. It's yeah, it's not on Notre Dame after that. Like yeah. they got, they did their jobs. They got them drafted. It's not just that, like, you know, it's undrafted free agents or anything like that. They're actually getting drafted. So you can kind of see what the pitch would be. Well, we know that that's the pitch, but that, that it's a compelling pitch. It's going to be really interesting because Matt Rule. Josh Martin, and I believe there were other staff members there in Ainsworth as well, but I haven't been able to fully get that confirmed, went out to see Carter Nelson at his school on Friday. They were like at they were pictured like at the pep rally uh for homecoming, which is an interesting yeah, sight to photo. see. Um, yeah, and I am I am told that Matt Rule did know about this visit plan to South Bend before they went out there. So you've got to you got to think that it was part of the the reasoning for having multiple coaches go out there and it came up when they were talking to Carter about, Hey, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you know, you've been with us. You've been all of our home games. Like we really like you. We see you, you know, progressing in our system. It's just, uh, it's tough. I do think that Nebraska, they go back all the way back to your actual question. I do think that Nebraska should be worried. What was the question? Yeah. Should Nebraska be worried? I do think that they should be worried, but I don't, it's tough, man. This is going to be a really interesting one because I, I could see, I could see it going either way. To be totally honest, I do not think it's out of the question for him to flip to Notre Dame, but I also don't think it's a lock, and I don't think that it's out of the question that we look up for Northwestern and there's Carter Nelson standing next to Danny Kalen, um, yeah. you know, before the game. So I, you know, either way would not surprise me, which is probably actually not what people want to hear, but that's what I think we are right now. Yeah, I mean, a strong push from Notre Dame. It seems like they haven't, even after he committed over the summer, they've been on him this entire mm-hmm. time. They seem like they've been pushing the right buttons, and they they got him to take that unofficial. And, you know, I don't know how much this factors into Carter's decision. I'm not going to – I never talked to Carter, so I'm not going to put words into his mouth. But mm-hmm. that weekend for Notre Dame had to have impressed him. I would imagine yeah. it would have, especially with – how Xavier Watts, a Nebraska mm-hmm. guy, played. I'm sure they were telling Carter. Uh, that, that had to have come up, yeah. Part of the pitch, <laughs> yeah. him having a breakout game, them playing USC, who's got a Heisman candidate, and them just really kicking their ass. That's what yeah, happened. all over the place. That was it was it, it was great for Notre Dame. Yeah, it was a great so, night for them. I think they couldn't have played their cards any better with the timing of getting him out there, and yeah, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, more let's stick on the topic of more good news greg um, <laughs> yeah are there any other um husker commits that nebraska nebraska fans should be concerned with right now yes is the short answer the long answer is is that you know every, i feel like most everyone that's a nebraska fan that follows recruiting closely has been asking me about kiwan lacy lacy i feel like kiwan lacy the running back out of lancaster texas is someone that Nebraska fans have honed in on from the beginning. 
beginning as a a really good player in the class and someone that's underrated we haven't rated as a three-star here at rivals um he's better than that he's a solid four-star player like he's a really good running back um and so because of that though and this is kind of the double-edged sword of of being where nebraska is in this kind of program growth is that because of that, you're going to have other teams that think they can just come on in. So the way that we saw with Carter Nelson, and that's a, even an extreme example because it's an in-state player that grew up loving the Huskers, right? Um, but so if, if teams are going to come in on him, they'll come in on anyone, right? Like, I don't think that you can feel safe with a number of players. And Lacey is probably the at the top of that list, um, other than, I guess, Nelson right now. Um, Ole Miss, has been, I think, is the, the main threat there. Lane Kiffin was at his school um, this week, but so was E.J. Barthel, Nebraska's running backs coach. And Garrett McGuire, I believe, saw them play, saw his, was at his game, Oh, no, sorry. Gary McGuire was at DeSoto. EJ Barthel stayed there. Sorry, there's too many Texas things going on. Um, (laughs) Gary McGuire went to see Mario Buford, another commit. But EJ Barthel was at his school, saw him play, right? So I think that that's a kid that people are worried about. And I think that's going to be one, to be honest, that we're going to be watching until signing day. Like, unfortunately... I have the like it's I feel like everyone will be holding their breath until that letter of intent comes in with with Kiwa and Lacey. And it, it just is what it is at this point. Another one to highlight, Jacory Barney is one that has been more uh, like vocally, publicly vocal about his like uh, appreciation and affection for Nebraska. And he was here for that Michigan game the same way Lacey was. Um, Buford, as we mentioned, was was there as well. Um, and so he's one, though, that continues to have a really good senior season. And I think the teams will continue to offer him and they have um, and continue to keep in contact with him. He announced this week that he is definitely an early enrollee. Um, and Nebraska fans really lit up about that because you want to get those skill position players in here early, um, especially wide receiver given what we've seen this year kind of transpire with that and I think he's a guy that could um, impress early another the one final guy that I would kind of mention and he's been a little quiet is Carlon Jones defensive lineman from down in Texas as well like I think he's a guy too that could continue to see interest um, but it doesn't feel like that one is quite on the same level as Barney Lacey and Carter the Mm -hmm. problem is and I'll wrap out of this part with this is that I just named Nebraska's probably four best players in their recruiting class, right? Yeah. Like that ends up being the issue. And then Willis McGahee is another one that you would also continue to monitor. That's probably Nebraska's five best or five of the six, depending on where you put Preston Talmud, like that, that's, you know what I mean? So that yeah. becomes a little bit of an issue, but that goes all the way back to the thing that started off with, which is that at Nebraska in this rebuild mode, it's a catch 22. They have got to get players like that but then also they're not good enough right now to just make it automatic that those guys will stick with them, right? They've got to continue to win on the field, continue building those relationships and continue recruiting those guys as if they're not in the class. Yeah, Greg. And I think I'm kind of seeing a trend here. Tell me if you're with me on this. You've got a few guys um, where they commit to Nebraska, but it's their their second choice or the school that they picked Nebraska over is that team that's kind of hanging around in the back and yeah. trying to swam where Notre Dame, uh, they might have been Carter's second option. Maybe it was Georgia, but they're definitely right up there. There's, they've stayed around. Kawan Lacey picked Nebraska over Ole Miss initially. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the – there's pros and cons to getting your – virtually your entire class wrapped up over the summer as you know it's not going to be over just because all of them right. committed at once then um nebraska fans aren't going to like it but this isn't unexpected this is just part mm-hmm. of the deal with recruiting is that it's especially when you're after as you talked about those 
those top guys, the top four or five guys that Nebraska has, they're going to be, there's going to be other schools that are going to continue to recruit them. And we knew that there would be a long time between when they committed and signing day. And even right now, sitting on October 15th, there's still a lot of time. There's still time. Well, plenty of time. And signing day. There's another uh, prospect that Nebraska, um, they've been in hot pursuit over Grant mm-hmm. Bricks. We went out and saw him two weeks, three weeks ago. Where does the like, time go, man? Yeah, time goes by <laughs> quick when you're having fun. That's right. Um, he, well, I'll let you talk about it. Uh, he had coaches come visit him at his mm-hmm. game over the weekend, but uh, you put in a future cast, um, I think. Did you put in a future cast? I, I did. Okay. I'll I let did. You talk yeah. About there, what's, there's a... <laughs> what's going on with Grant Bricks right now in Nebraska? Where do things stand? Yeah, so Grant Bricks, the Rivals 100 offensive tackle out of Logan, Iowa, like he is definitely the top remaining offensive tackle target for the Huskers. Um, Like you mentioned, Matt Rule was actually out at his school during the week this week. I'm not sure which day, but he was there during the week. And then um, Donovan Rayola, Nebraska's offensive line coach, was at his game on Friday, which is a senior night, um, to see him play in person. I the vibe as as we kind of talked about this, um, it's been Nebraska, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Grant Bricks, I'm told, was supposed he was well, he was supposed to announce going into the senior season, right? Like this was supposed to be long announced, and then he just decided to delay it. I put in my future cast this morning for to, earlier today for him to go to Oklahoma. The reason that is is that I'm told that once that delay happened, kind of with his commitment being publicly announced it really kind of gave him time to see how the teams were going to perform, right? And so once he saw how they performed, Oklahoma had, and I don't know how surprising it is, but they had a six and they have a six and zero start, maybe more surprising because they beat Texas um, in the, in the red river rivalry game, but they're six and zero. Nebraska sitting at three and three Kansas state had been kind of sputtering along though. I think they're about the same record um, as Nebraska, but we had always talked about, I always felt that it was Nebraska versus Oklahoma. I didn't think Kansas state, I thought they were running a distant third in that. But so I think that Oklahoma's hot start combined with Bill Bedenbaugh, Bill Bedenbaugh, sorry, their offensive line coach. Tongue twister. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you don't cover them. I mean, I used to say it. is was a winning combination or will be a winning combination for Grant Bricks going to Oklahoma. Like if you're not familiar with the, Oklahoma's offensive line coach, he's just go look. He's put guy after guy in NFL. Like he's put a lot of guys in the NFL. And so you just feel a lot more secure about how he's going to develop you if you're Grant Bricks. Um, and I think that those two factors, um, the the winning currently and the offensive line coach are kind of the things that I'm told were t- are tipping the scales in the favor of OU. Greg, do we have any good news at all for Nebraska fans? Yeah, on the man, I, I feel like, man, I wish I had something. At this point, <laughs> I wish I had just found anything. Because um, I do feel like it's been a lot of a bad news here. I apologize for that, kind of. I mean, I just got to tell you what's happening. But it does feel like um, Nebraska is really playing defense right now, right? Like, when it comes to recruiting, and, and I don't know if it's – it feels like it was so long ago when they played that game against Illinois and, like, the kind of the good vibes that were happening. But what's also happened, and this is kind of strange as we're talking about it that I just kind of stumbled into, even though Nebraska has probably, I think, uh, either exceeded or met expectations for the season so far outside of that Minnesota game, which they should have won, so technically they should have they should be 4-2. They have not felt like they've capitalized as much on the recruiting trail 
on what we've seen, right? Like, because I feel like if they were 0 and 6 right now, everybody would be out of the class and people would be jumping ship and it'd be like this, like the sky is falling, right? But with them being okay, which is better than what Matt Rule normally is in year one, I feel like they're not getting much of a bump for that. Like, do you feel that vibe too? Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure you agree, everyone is thinking the same thing. There's a lot of football left for them um still we're we're at the midway point in the season and we as we talked about we think there's a lot of winnable games for nebraska especially after illinois beating maryland who i thought (laughs) might have been nebraska's toughest opponent now it looks like it's iowa but you know things are fluid and fluctuate and that's the beauty of the the wild West, wild (laughs) West. everybody can beat everybody it seems like so nebraska has a chance to really get some momentum over the next couple weeks and does that help them with recruiting momentum? I don't know. I, I'm sure it couldn't hurt, but you would you would hope so because it does feel like you know there's still some things out there that they can do. And I know I'm I'm positive that they're working on some stuff behind the scenes to flip some guys. I just feel like the same way that the Eric Ingerson thing kind of popped up. I I I know that they've got to be working on other things as well. Um, and so it's just been interesting that like, and I'm with you on your point. I think it's a good one that there's a lot of football left to be played. And so if you're a Nebraska fan right now, you're probably just saying, okay, all these recruits, like hold your horses. If you've waited this long, just go ahead and, and let things play out and see if Nebraska has, you know, a good month, month and a half here and can really get going. Because my thing would be, is that, you know, if say Grant Briggs does commit to Oklahoma and Nebraska still waiting on Kayla Benning to make a decision. And they're trying to figure out what's happening with Carter Nelson, like in three weeks, the feeling around Nebraska could be very different because in, in the next two games, they could very easily win those games and be sitting at five and three, one game away from bowl eligibility in a year where a lot of people were not picking them to go to a bowl game. Like it's just, I, I understand. I, I kind of get what's going on, but I, I, I think a little patience from everyone um, is probably in order. Yeah, and I feel like the energy that the fan base gives off permeates to the recruits. So if things are going well for Nebraska on the football field, the fans are going to be in a much better mood. There's going to be a lot of good vibes going around the program, and that's going to make its way into social media. And I really do think that the energy around the program kind of feeds into the recruiting a little bit. And then the recruits, by because of that um, their feelings are dictated based on the vibes they're getting from the fans and just the program as a whole. So yeah, like we said, a lot of football left and uh, it could go a lot of different ways for Nebraska. And I think that can, that could do a lot for their recruiting efforts. Last uh, topic, Greg, we were at uh, another high school game on Friday supposed to be game of the year number one west side number two millard south we wound up leaving at the half i think we were yeah. ill-equipped for the weather conditions <laughs> but i think yeah. we, we we saw enough so uh, what are your quick thoughts on the game, the half of football you got to see? And then, yeah, I think, well, so I got, I've watched the stream. First of all, I want to yeah, give, I'm glad I you said that because I wanted to, I want to shout them out. If you watch that stream, yeah, yeah. you know that it was very well done. Like those guys did a really nice job. Uh, so shout out to Miller South Journalism um, for, for what they put together for that. That was a really nice job um, of putting good that video together. Feed too. Yeah, good video good feed. Picture. Like all of that was, yeah, that was a really nice job by all of them. So hats off to those guys guys um for what they put together but the game itself it was so it was what 31 14 um was the final score i thought the game i thought that was closer than what the final score would indicate um i personally would love to see a rematch of that 
in Lincoln uh, next month for the state championship. I do think there's a couple teams, namely Omaha North, uh, Tyson Terry and those boys are hearing this. They, they definitely will have something to say about that. Um, and so I totally get that. But it would be fun to see that rematch because there was some genuine bad blood out there um, on the football field. And you kind of like to see that. You don't see it as much in high school football. Early, yeah, yeah a, little, a little chippy. Um, but as far as the prospects, I, I wrote this earlier at InsideNebraska.com, is that the stars for Westside showed up as they normally do, you know, Anthony Rezac, Teddy Rezac, Caleb Benning, Christian Jones, like they all played very well and had good games. I thought that even though it was a loss for his team. I thought that the guy that I came away really thinking about in that game was Amarian Jackson, uh, who was number nine out there for Miller South. He is just a sophomore, um, a 2026 player, but he went, I think it was eight catches for 104 yards in that game. Um, and he's one of the leading receivers in the state right now as a sophomore with some division one <laughs> wide receivers in the state. Um, and so he's having a fantastic season. He's definitely a, a name to know in the future. Um, but Miller South has got a, a handful of sophomores that are on there. I was going to say they're on the way, but they're not, they're here right now <laughs> and they're going to yeah. be a problem for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, Millard South, I think you would agree. I mean, I haven't seen every team in the state, but I think we've seen most of the best teams in the state mm -hmm. and they look like the second best team yeah. right now. And still, um, they only scored one offensive touchdown. And then the three previous opponents that faced West side all did not score a single touchdown. And then I right. believe before that Millard North scored one touchdown. So um, West side's just completely stacked. We, we knew that coming in and, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how anyone's going to beat them. I know Miller North, or not Miller North, Omaha North, as you said, would like to have a say in that. But, yeah, they would. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a tough one for anyone to top them. They just have so many guys. We've talked about this before. It's it's all levels of the defense, which is why they have such a good defense. Um, and then they it's just exceptional talent, and it's it's size, speed combinations. And then you turn around, and all those guys play on offense too. And because and then you add in Anthony Rezac, um, who's just like the perfect quarterback for them. It just it, it all works together for the and they're well coached. Like that's another good thing about them. And somehow we've allowed the number one team in the state for now what we two years running to end up having a chip on their shoulder and justifiably so because of yeah. how much we talk about everyone else like it, it's an interesting thing a mixture of stuff that they've got going on yeah and a, a quick message to the boys at miller south as greg pointed out to me i think most of the starters are sophomores or a lot mm -hmm. of their teams very young so keep your yeah. chins up you guys gave uh west side uh, fight a lot more than a lot of teams have and I think that team's going to be very good going down the road in the next couple of years yeah absolutely but Greg that's all I've got for today any uh, final thoughts anything you want to share any positive news you want to spread to Husker <laughs> fans to keep a smile on their face yeah listen there, there are more games to come winnable games for Nebraska they keep winning those games the, the news about recruiting will turn um, I believe that but hey we, we just got to let you know how it is right like we can't sugarcoat it we have to tell you what's happening um, and right now it feels like Nebraska lost the bye week uh, but there are plenty more plenty more games and weeks to come ahead um you know you know we always say in recruiting things change really fast so we we can see how this goes over the next week or two um but that'll do it for us like jansen said make sure you like this video tell a friend um they're not all this gloomy i promise make sure you subscribe uh to the inside nebraska youtube channel as well so you can get these videos directly into your feed
feed. Also pop over to InsideNebraska.com for all of our football and recruiting coverage as well as volleyball. They're still working on the undefeated season. Great game um, coming up, by the way. Yeah, National they got championship, a, basically. A on huge Saturday. one. Yeah, huge one on Saturday. But we'll kind of double dip with the coverage with, with a football game and a home volleyball game as well. So that'll be that's always really fun. So make sure you keep it locked over there for all the coverage of that. We will catch y'all next time.